this great way of living. It's not a better life to live. You hear me, young people? Listen to me. There's not a better life to live than to give yourself as a young man or a young lady to the Lord, to the Holy Ghost. And you ought to start at four and five and six. Amen. Calling on the Lord. Amen. Making up in your mind, I want to be a vessel of God. Amen. I want to be a vessel of the Holy Ghost. Appreciate Brother Ford only coming. Amen. Let the Lord use him here tonight to minister to us and to preach to us. Amen. With the word of God and the spirit of the Lord is put into his spirit tonight. Amen. I want the, the liberty of the Lord to be in this house. and Amen. To minister and to work among us and to heal and to bless. Amen. This is a God we believe in. Amen. Love and appreciate him. He's definitely not a stranger to this pulpit. But let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. Appreciate you, Brother Ford. Oh, yeah, y'all doing good. Clap to Jesus. Lift up your voice to his name. Come on, lift up his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord Jesus. And we praise you, Lord, and we magnify your name because you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy of praise, oh, Lord. We thank you for the power of your miraculous presence among us tonight. For your presence, oh, God, to heal. Your presence to fill with the Holy Ghost. Your presence to put the devil on the run, to put the adversary, our enemy, at flight through the power of your word, your blood, and your name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We'd like to start off this service tonight. We would like for all of you to pray right now and ask God to help us take dominion and authority right now over all spirits of the enemy, over all the powers of hell. Come on, say it. I want you to talk to the Lord, and I want you to let the enemy know that you've got the power of God in your life. and You're taking dominion over his spirit, over all of his vices and devices in the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, we bind every spirit of hell by your word, by the power of your name, by the power of the blood of Calvary's cross, by the Holy Ghost that is in us, given to us of you. We love you, we praise you, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, let's ask God to forgive us right now. Come on. We should have done that first, but what I want us to do, I've got something on my heart, I've got something on my mind. It might get a little bit ugly. You may not like the way I present it. And uh, I would say I don't care, but I do. But on the other hand, I don't. Because um, the Word of God is the Word of God. And, and uh, if you don't want to handle it, there's somebody that will. But in the last day, there's going to be a shaking. And in the last day, when he comes, there's going to be a separation of the wheat and the tares. They're going to grow together all the way to the end. But at the very end, everybody say the very end, they will be separated. 
not, it's not for me to root you tears up. God's going to do that. But it's up to me to tell you the word of God. Hallelujah. And I am not afraid to do that. I'm just going to let you know. I am not afraid to do that. And uh, I am not afraid of the enemy. I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of all of his tricks and his vices and devices. Well, Brother Ford, you better watch out, the devil. Well, no. I got the Holy Ghost. I said, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm nothing, but I got the Holy Ghost. Well, praise God. Let's ask God to help us and forgive us. Let's just repent before the Lord right now. Everybody in the house, raise our hands and let's ask God to forgive us. Touch our minds, oh God. Touch our hearts and our spirits. God, we need your presence. God, we are but flesh. And the best that we can be are filthy rags. The best that we can do is still filthiness before the holy God that we serve. But God, we take what we are and we give it to your hand tonight. And we ask you to cleanse us and to wash us by the washing of the water by the word. And that there be a refreshing and a renewing and a cleansing by the spirit of God and by the blood of cleansing of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus that we might offer unto you sacrifice of praise and worship worship tonight in this place that is meet for a holy God tonight in Jesus name and that we might work the works of our God our Savior and our King Jesus Christ anoint your word anoint your servant God help me to speak thus saith your word tonight in Jesus name amen 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 would you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and let's love him Come on, he's already, he's already in the house to do wonderful things. He's been working tonight already. Mighty things in the spirit realm. If you could but see. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'm not going to sing. But sister, I hadn't forgot that song. I, I, come, I didn't get a chance, but the other night I... You know, they, they're taking away some of my time with the way the altar service goes, and they sing their song, you know, and we get to go in and all that stuff. And then I notice, huh, I got to turn the service to Brother Moore and him. I ain't got a chance to just. But that's all right. I don't have to do what I, what I want to do. If the Spirit moves me strong enough, I know that God's okay. And my pastor's okay with God having his way. But I'm not at liberty just to take my liberty just because I can or I want to. One of the verses says, one of the little stanzas says, meet me, Jesus, meet me. Meet me in the middle of the air. I know, I know that you'll be there because there ain't no grave 
gonna hold my body down. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Cause when I hear that trumpet sound, you know what's gonna happen to me? I wanna get up, get up, get up out of that ground. Cause there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. So I'm determined I've made up my mind. I'll serve the Lord. That's another old song. It is 7.15. I want y'all to just forget about your clocks because I probably will. I'll try to be mindful. But I've got a lot of stuff wrote down and I never did even get finished. And... Um, I just wrote down something a few days ago, a week ago or something. I just wrote down a few words. Something that just kind of come by. Becoming and being the house of God. Or the house of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Moore. I count it a privilege. I count it an honor. I told my wife today, I said, I don't even know if I could preach anywhere else. I tried once or twice to so. guess my style just kind of goes over like a wet lead balloon one that's been rolled in slime and they just it's too heavy to and slick to handle or something I don't know but I hope that would not be the case for us tonight you never know what the word of God is doing when it goes forth it's it's not your word it's not my word Some of this may be kind of, you ever heard of Brother Orland Ray false? It may be false-esque for a moment. But uh, I, I don't mean to be anything but a servant of God. So let me read, let me read a verse of scripture tonight if you if you'd let me do that Exodus 25 I didn't have time to 
put my little tabs in my Bible tonight, so I'm going to just have to turn to it. Exodus 25. <coughs> I turn to Genesis 25. I'll tell you something. But I read all of them today. A bunch of stuff. For the last couple of days or so. But uh, 25 and 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering. Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall make of them, or take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skin and shittim wood, or for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary or a dwelling, a place of abode, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. And I'll read one more. We'll go back to Genesis. Let's turn to Genesis 28 chapter. And let's read starting at the 10th verse. 10th verse of 28 in Genesis. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place. Everybody say a certain place. Now this is not the first time you'll hear of this place. If you've read your Bible, it's was talked about earlier even. But it said he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set upon the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed. Lord bless you. Let's 
ask God to bless the word one more time, just real quickly. Lord, bless your word. Cause it to find our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. God, you got to give me more direction because I want to be careful how I present who and what you are unto us. That your word is unto us life. Your word is bread and meat and light unto us and help us tonight, God. In Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You may be seated. And so, thank you, Sister Moore. Uh, the scriptures that I read tonight, uh, you know, there's no way that you can really preach of anything in the Word of God for the most part. You can, but for you to really grasp the things of God, you have to tie it all back to the beginning of time and the beginning of things. Because without the things that have been and the things that God put in place that are constants, uh, there, is, there is no way that, like Brother Moore has been talking about, the landmarks and the old landmarks and, the, and those old cornerstones and the, the old paths. There's... You, you've got to have, there's, there has to be a something, a, a constant that you can cite to and that uh, gives you, brings you back to your original bearings, if you please, and, and to God's original intent. And, uh, and so we see here that in the, in the book of Exodus, after the children of Israel have, have come out and... Uh, they're in the wilderness, if you please. And they're at the, the mount of God. And it's burning with fire and all of that stuff. And Moses has to go there and receive the commandments of the Lord. And, and you know the story that God had already hewn out. He said, I got the stones. I've hewn them out. And I've written on them my law. And I want you to come. And I'm going to give you the law. And you're going to give it to the people. And so Moses... Uh, uh, he finds himself and he goes. But, and while he's there 40 days and 40 nights, uh, God gives him a blueprint on how to build him a sanctuary and how to build him a house. Because, uh, Brother Moore, at this point and juncture in time, he talked to Abraham, but he did not dwell with him. And he talked to Isaac, but he did not dwell with him. And he talked to Jacob, but he did not dwell with him. He went with them and he said, I will be thy exceeding great reward. And so they heard the voice of God and they followed the voice of God. But now we see God saying, Moses, I've got something you've got to do because there's a tabernacle in heaven. There's a tabernacle in the holy of holies of all. In the heavens of heavens. And uh, I want you to make a similitude of what is there upon the earth. A place where I can dwell. And so he didn't. Now, look. He didn't.
didn't confer with Moses about what he needed to do. He didn't confer with anybody else about, you know, uh, angels, can I do this? Can I do that? Uh, oh, do we? how do we need to do this? Or how do we need to do that? But uh, he's got this thing already. It's already instituted in heaven before the foundation of the world as of a, as a lamb slain before the world was formed. In the mind of God, there's a plan that was already a hill of Calvary before the worlds were spoken into existence because the enemy had already insurrected himself and God didn't need any more angels but he wanted somebody that would love him and walk with him because they desired to. And so God made man in his own likeness and his own You know, this this may take long, but I, I'm trying to I'm trying to rush through some of it. Okay, Hallelujah! Oh God, gotta help me, Jesus. And uh, and so he says, uh, you know what? You gotta build this house. And I tell you what, you're gonna do, Mo. You're gonna build it, and you're gonna build it exactly like I showed you in the mount. Now, you got to get it right, Mo, because you don't get it right. It ain't no good. And I'm not going to bless it. And I'm not going to come down. And I'm not going to dwell in it. And I'm not going to make a way to pass over your sin as I did in Egypt with the Passover lamb. And so, he says to Moses, and let them make me a sanctuary. And look that thou make 25 and 40. He says, and look that thou make them after the pattern which was showed thee in the mount. Do it like I showed thee in the mount, 26 and 30. Genesis. And so, or in Exodus. And so, God's giving him the blueprint. I give it to you in the mount. But you've got to give it to the people. But I put it in their heart. How, what, when, where to build the things that I, I've given them cunning in working with gold and silver and brass. And, and I've, I've got men spotted among you. And they're going to be able to do the work that I want done. And it's going to be very beautiful. It's going to be very ornate. And I, I preached one time before and you heard me mention this. That God is building you a very beautiful structure. And he is building a us oh God it's helping us today to become something that is beautiful but here they're building for God what he said he didn't ask Moses opinion and he doesn't ask your opinion he doesn't care what you think or how you think or how you might think all things ought to work and what ought to be happening where and when God didn't ask you how to build his house he don't need your input what he needs from you is you to hear his voice and when he gives you something to do that you do it to the best of your ability and do it for the praise and glory of God outside of that he has no need of you whatsoever he alone stands by himself and he needs nobody to sustain him or to help him out you are not the voice of God you can be used of God as the voice of God 
But for you to become used as the voice of God, you've got to hear the voice of God. And you've got to be called of God. And so he had to build this thing exactly like God said to build it. Brother Quinn, he couldn't deviate not one inch. He couldn't deviate not one little bit. He couldn't use gopher wood instead of shittim wood. He couldn't use oak instead of pine. He couldn't use, well, hallelujah. He couldn't use silver instead of gold. Where he said there's gold, there was gold. Where he said there be silver, there's silver. Where he said let there be brass, let it be brass. It had to be exactly like God's head or he wouldn't sanctify it and he wouldn't make it holy. Everything in that tabernacle, it had to pass God's inspection and it had to be purified even after that and I think I hear the apostle Paul saying it like this and having done all and having done all to stand then it said stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free there comes a process of purification after everything was done, after all the furniture was finished, there come a process of sanctification, of being set apart, of God making it holy, of God purifying it with blood because man's hand had been upon it. Well, hallelujah. You're not pure and holy by yourself. You're only pure and holy because God makes you holy. You're not holy because you were born that way. Adam was the only one, and Jesus Christ was the second Adam. They were the only ones born that way. Or made that way. Jesus was the only one born that way. And so. God. Is building. Through the hands of men. A house. Moses. When you set this thing up, you got to offer the sacrifice exactly the way I say. And when it comes time for the, for the sin sacrifice, you got to put the blood on the priest. And you got to sanctify the priest before they can offer any kind of offerings. Thumb, big toe, ear, all that stuff. You got to put blood. It's blood covered by the blood, covered by the blood, covered by the blood. And you got to put that, they got to be anointed with oil. And then they got to wash at the labor. You can't bypass the labor. You bypass the labor, you're going to hell. Well, hallelujah. Uh, or let's put it this way you're going to die in the sanctuary. You don't get it right, Moses. If them boys don't get it right, you know what's going to happen to them? I don't care if it's just in the holy place out there. If they don't get it right, they're going to die in the holy place. Because I'm serious about my house. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not, it's, I'm not trying to be down on you and all that stuff. But I'm just trying to paint us a picture of what God has done in, in our lives and what He's doing in our lives and, and how all of this unfolded and how He brought us with a schoolmaster and the things that He'd done in the Old Testament to bring us to Christ and to bring us into a place where we can be what He needs for us to be.
And so, you know that the tabernacle's ready. And Moses began to consecrate all of the instruments. He cons consecrates all of the stuffed dishes and the, the spoons, the knops, the this. I mean, there's all kind of things in the house of the Lord. The, the tongs and the, and the flesh hooks and all of the things in the house of the Lord. And all of the curtains and all the tapestry and the candlestick and the showbread table and the golden altar of incense and, and all of the stuff, the labor, the, the brazen altar outside, all of it had to be sanctified. All of it is set apart. It's for the glory of God. It's for the children of God. It's for the people of God. It's for God to dwell among them. It's for God to be in their midst. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm telling you, there's nothing like having God in your presence and in the midst of the church of the living God. I wouldn't want to be a part of a church that couldn't feel the glory of God and couldn't experience the glory of God and couldn't experience the power and the authority of God. sent his cloud and when that cloud came down and Moses had got everything right brother Moore when that cloud came down I'm sorry I forget about them hearing somewhere else and y'all wanting to kind of capture the words I'm not so fond of all of that Sometimes I may get a lot of stuff wrong, Brother Moore, some. Uh, I hate to go back and listen and be real wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not because of me. Do you know how many preachers or speakers there are out there that's peddling a false narrative about your God? They're doing it in the name of Christ and they don't even know who He is. They have a knowledge of Him and some of them's got a lot of knowledge but they don't know Him. I told my Sunday school class this morning except they've been buried with Him. Everybody say with Him. You're not buried because he was buried. You're not buried for him. When you go down in that watery grave, you're getting thrown in that tomb with him. Do you know what he carried to that tomb? Have you got a clue? The man that knew no sin became sin. And he hung that on a tree and died. You think of everything that you can think of that's despicable and down and dirty and no good. He became that. And he was not holding of it. It wasn't due him. He did, couldn't even look on it on his father's side because he was God incarnate to wit that God was in Christ. But he became that. And he took that And he buried it. 
And he went into the regions of hell and set captivity captive. And gave gifts to men. And those that were bound in the time of the flood, he preached to them the gospel. I don't know what became of all of that, Brother Moore, but here's what I do know. That when he went in that grave, when he came out, he said, Mary, you can't touch me. Get back. I ain't like I was. He said, I ain't yet been glorified, but I'm different now. Because what, what I became, I destroyed it and took it to hell and buried it. He says, and now I'm able to rise to raise you up so you can walk in newness of life. And so now we got a tabernacle in the wilderness that has been sanctified and been made holy. Now, what I want to know, and then it says, for you be ye holy for I am. What is holy? Does anybody know what holy is? What's the definition of holy? Who is holy? Where did that word come from? Once again, you got to go back to that garden. How he made Adam. What he was like. He was made a living soul, but the next man, the last man, the second man, Adam, was made a quickening spirit or a life-giving spirit. And so the definition of holy is God's nature and God's likeness and what God is and what it says about God and what He likes and dislikes. Oh, it's really quiet. I either got your attention or you're all asleep with your eyes open. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so he's got a building now. He's got a tabernacle in the wilderness. And brother, when they got everything right and Moses had completed the sanctification thereof and had, com- and had done the sacrifice, it said the glory of God came down. And it said it filled that whole place because God was pleased with what Moses and the children had done. And they gave of their abundance. And they gave to their hurt even if they could. They gave so much. God said, Moses, you got to tell them to stop. They were so hungry for a place for their God that it kept them at arm's length because he thundered so terribly that they were fearful and they quaked and they said, we can't abide that voice. Moses, you let him talk to you and you tell us that voice. It's too big for us. It's too much for us. Why sometimes you got to have a man of God that stands. Not sometimes. You always need a man of God to stand. I don't care if you are a man of God. You need a man of God that stands between you and that God. 
that's voice whose voice sometimes, Brother Moore, is terrible. Not that it's bad, but it's so awesome and so mighty in greatness and authority and might and dominion that when it speaks, it shakes and rattles you to the nth degree of your being and you fall at his feet and you fall down like a dead man and an angel has to come and to grab you by your hand and lift you up to give you strength to get back up because there's power and awesomeness in this God that is unlimited and unknown and unmatched. And so it comes down and God he would he would lead them the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire day cloud night fire light the way when the cloud was upon the tabernacle they stayed they didn't go anywhere the cloud rested but it didn't fill the whole house all the time but it rested over the holy place the holiest of all where the ark and the mercy seat was he said you're going to come behind the veil and you'll meet where I am on the mercy seat my goodness oh and uh and uh, I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to let that clock bother me. <laughs> and I get carried away. I, I forget where I am, how long it's been. Now, if I'm too long, ain't Diane, just fall out of your chair in the aisle and I'll know to stop, okay? Hallelujah. Ain't Diane, if you don't fall over out of your chair in that aisle, I'm, I may keep going, okay? Hallelujah. Praise God. I ain't asking none of you others. Some of you might fall out in the aisle. Y'all might do it right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, let's give you a breather and let you laugh just a second. Hallelujah. You know, the Word of God is it's, it's like a hammer. The Bible says it's like a hammer. It breaketh the rock in pieces. And uh, Pastor Moore, I'm so grateful for you in my life because I know that me and you are, you know, we're, we're kind of a lot alike, but we just got no better sense than just rear back and say what the Word of God says. And let the chips fall where they may. Now, I can't do anything about what you, what you like or don't like. And I can't do anything about what you will accept and what you won't accept. But here I am to tell you again, unless you're willing to die. What was your lesson about today? Because that rich young... He, did you listen to what it says? All of these I've kept. Bradford, every one of those commandments, every one of them, he knew them all that Moses received on that mount. He said, I've kept from my youth up. One thing. cross is a cruel thing of death take up the cross oh I'm getting off my subject let me get back on that the thing about it was he wasn't willing to to lose control 
you can't lose control, you'll never be saved. God don't need your input. Moses, you do it like I showed you in the mouth. I don't, I don't need for you to try to tell me what I've got already in the heavens of the heavens. You haven't been there, but that's where I live. That's where the sons of God present themselves. And Satan came also among them with Job. I need for you to hear what I'm telling you and just follow it. Don't ask any questions. And so, he's building a house. But that wasn't, that wasn't good enough. And before this, you know, even in the book of, of uh, Galatians and Paul's teachings and Romans and, and, and Hebrews, They always spouting about the law of Moses. Invariably, Paul goes back to a time before Moses. And then when Jesus was here, invariably he goes back to a time before Moses. He said, Abraham called the father of faith. Or because he believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. And then your tithes, and he paid tithes. Levi, who receives tithes, paid tithes in Abraham while he was yet in the loins of his father. And so God, how many know that you get into the kingdom of God by grace through faith? It's the grace of God. That's what you don't deserve that God gives you. It is what Noah found that God had already determined to kill them all. But then it said, but Noah found. But Noah found grace. He didn't deserve it, but he got it. Because God said, I can work with that. And so, Abraham's faith is what you always have to go back to. That he believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And so, today, if you're going to have things from God, you better get a hold of you some faith in God and what the Word of God says. And you better find a way to anchor yourself in that and let the hide go with the hair when the Word of God says, do this, do it. And if the Word of God says, do that, do it. And if you think that the Word of God may be saying, I need to do this, and you get an unction from God, you better do that because He deals with that. 
every one of us after the measure of our faith. I'm telling you, he's got the measure that he needs for you to have. And that's what you get when he brings you into the kingdom of God. But it all works by the one and self-same faith that Noah had, that Abraham had, that Isaac and Jacob had, that Joseph had. And so, I, I got to get this. Let me get this. Let me help y'all out. Hallelujah. I want to get y'all out of the, down here. Try to get you right up here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me do this. I want to jump ahead, Brother Moore. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what jumping ahead is, really. I don't. I don't know what's supposed to go first, or second, third, or what. I'm just doing it. Hallelujah. I just kind of pin my ears back and let it go. <laughs> oh, God, help me, Holy Ghost. If you'll just help me say it, I'll say it. If you'll put it in my mind, I ain't got no better sense than just say it. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. How many want the unadulterated, unfettered Word of God in your life? Hey, you're not going to make it without it. I'm just here to tell you, with all the things that's going on in the world today, you better hear a clarion sound. There better be something coming to you that you know what the sound is and that it's clear and it's unmistakable and it comes from the glory world. It's something that'll save your soul and it'll save your house. But we see now that Jacob is running from his brother Esau with the blessing of his father Isaac. And it said he went out and he lighted upon a certain place. And tarried there all night. And he saw a vision and a dream. He had stones for pillows. P-I-L-L-O-W-S. Now, I don't know how many of you like to lay your head on a stone to sleep. But old Jake was doing it. And, uh, and he dreamed. And behold a ladder set up upon the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. Behold, angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and of the God of Isaac. He sees angels up and down that ladder, and it touched earth and it went to heaven. But above it, over that ladder, stood the Almighty. And it says that after he awoke, and it says, I'm going to bless you, and behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places, whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. He gets a dream. And God says, I'm going to make your seed great. And they're going to be like the dust and spread abroad from this place, east, west, north, and south, from this place where you're laying right now. 
And he was afraid. And Jacob awakened out of the sleep. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'm going to be with you no matter what. I'm, being with, I'm going to be with you. And he says, he awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place or how awesome and gloriously terrible is this place. It is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And so Jacob, before the tabernacle in the wilderness was built, and before all the fathers of the children of Israel were born, or they were born, no, this is going. So they're not born yet. And, uh, and before any of them are born, and before he's even married and knew Rachel and Leah, God gives him the promise. He says, I'm going to be with you. And I've got a house. Where did Jake get that from? I don't know where he got it from, Brother Moore. It's in the Word of God. This is, and he called the name of the place thereof Bethel, which means house of God. And so it is that he puts up a pillar. Everybody say pillar. P-I-L-L-A-R. Which is something that is a landmark or it is, uh, can be something that is structurally sound. And a pillar that's uh, something to build on that cannot be easily moved or shaken. But he built a pillar of memorial or a place to mark the house of God. And so he goes on his journeys and he's, you know the story how he gets his wife and, and all of that stuff. And, and it falls on a day and he, he hears Laban and them after he'd been tricked all of this time. But God keeps blessing Jacob. And God shows him a dream. He says, I'm going to show you this dream. And all of these cattle, they're going to be, I've seen the sheep jumping up on the goats, jumping up on this, and their, their ring strength and, and, and got all the, 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 the rings and, the, and the, the, the marks of straight marks and all that. Every time Laban said something else, then God would change. He said, okay, everything that's got rings on it be mine. Everything that's got stripes on it be, be mine. And so every time, every time Laban tried to claim that after God made everything have stripes and rings, you know, he'd come back and try to get it from Jacob because God was working in Jacob's favor. And he heard him talking. He said, he's doing this, he's doing that. And it came to pass that God said, I tell you what, Laban, you don't touch my boy Jake. Now, you might think you're something and all that and got a lot of servants and you're powerful and mighty. And you've kept him. But now I'm just kind of ad-libbing right here. But in other words, God shows up to Laban in a dream and says, hey, He's left. You leave him alone because I, in other words, God said, I told him to leave. And so he tells him, he says, I am the God of Bethel where thou anointest the pillar and where thou vowedest a vow. This is 31 and 13. Now arise and get thee from the land and return to the land of thy kindred. And then it said that 
God came to Laban in the dream and told him, take heed how you speak to him. You better watch out. Don't let it be good or bad. And so, I am the God of Bethel. And, uh, and Jacob's on his way and angels meet him. And Jacob's on his way and, and, and Esau is there to try to... I guess they were going to have a battle probably to start with. I don't know, but Esau's on his way. And Jacob knew it. But Jacob was sending them out by droves in front of him and, and said, this is a present to you, oh Esau, oh great one. <laughs> another present to you. It's from the hand of Jacob. It's from the hand of my master Jacob. It's another drove, another drove, and another drove. It's from, and when they saw each other, they fell on each other and were reunited hallelujah and lived at peace with each other all their days and so because because God is with old Jake he, he dwells in in the land there for a while and there's a story about the daughter Dinah and what happened to them with Sechem and uh, the story that goes there and how that they they uh, you know they were subversive and they caused all of them to be circumcised and when they were sore real couldn't get around they went and slew all the house because that son had been with their sister Dinah and so Jake said I'm going to have to get out of the land you're going to cause everybody to be against us and God said in 35 arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there and make there an altar unto God that appeared to thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. Now, I, I, wanted, to, I, I wanted to do this just for a minute, just to read this. Now, God tells him, you got to go back to Bethel. That means the house of God. But Jacob says, to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was in Sechem. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, or Luz, before it was Bethel. And he said all the people, he and all the people, that, and there he built an altar and called the place El Bethel, because their God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. El means God. Bethel means house of God. And so Jacob says, I'm here, and this altar shall be called. It's an altar to the God of the house of God. To the God 
of the house of God. And so, it's interesting to me, Brother Moore, that when Jake first makes it to Bethel, he sees a ladder with angels ascending and descending. And at the top was the Lord Almighty Himself. Or the appearance that was unto Him. And the Lord stood above. He stood above that. And so, in the span of time, after God has instituted the law and, the, and then brought in the prophets, there comes one that's called a weeping prophet. And in his writings, the Lord says unto him, he says, you know what, Jeremiah, I believe it's the 33rd chapter, I, I can't remember, in 13 or something like that. It's, uh, but anyway, he says, I'm going to do something new. He says, I'm not going to dwell in a tent anymore. And I'm not going to live on a tablet of stone. But he says, yeah, I'm going to come down and I'm going to live in them. And they're going to be to me a people and I'm going to be a, to them a God. And I'm going to write my law on their inward parts. And I'm going to put my spirit within them. And they're going to be my people. And when I say and what I say, they're going to hear and they're going to follow and they're going to do. And so now God's given us the insight into what? In all of this time that he's been trying to do, he's trying to build him a house that he's pleased with. He's trying to build him a house that man has no hand in it except to be obedient to him and to hear his voice and in that obedience brother Moore there comes authority and there comes power and there comes dominion because in the beginning he made Adam in the garden he gave him dominion over everything that was created he gave him authority to name it all he gave him power and authority he said dominion over all of the beasts Oh, the fell of the air. And so the psalmist in his writings in 127 and 1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. And the word keep and watchman, same Hebrew word. He's got a hedge. And he's got the eyes of the Lord. Ezekiel saw it as a beast that had eyes that went 
said that, that, that beast that the river Chebar that he saw, it was full of eyes in and out. Full of eyes. The four beasts before the throne in Revelation, same beast, same eyes. God doesn't do anything by chance. He doesn't do anything haphazardly. It, it may not look like it's connected, but I'm telling you, everything that's written from the front of the book to the very back of the book and everything in between is intertwined. It is the very body and the life and the glory of the living God. It is a picture. It is a, it is a, a looking glass of the God of heaven. It is something to get a hold of and to sink your talons into and to hang on and to trust and believe because it will get you everywhere that you need to go in God. But without it, you're doomed for failure. He said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. And so, Brother Moore, it was when Jesus came and he began to preach the kingdom of God that he spake words no other man spake and he done deeds no other man ever done. And he went places nobody else that claimed to be holy dared to go. And he was holy. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. And so, he says, boys, let me tell you what. You know, right now I'm with you. I told a Sunday school class this this morning. I might have told them last week. And they're going to get to hear it again tonight. Hallelujah. It's good every time you say it. Because it's true. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen right there. Amen. You ain't, it ain't been but about an hour. So don't get antsy on me. Hallelujah. You go change the baby's diaper. Give them something to eat. This and the other. Burp them a little bit. Come right on back. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. That's my sister Mel right there. She's a treasure. She's a treasure of God. Hallelujah. All of you are. You just don't know it. Sometimes you let the enemy beat you up and bash you over the head when you don't have to take that junk from the enemy. Brother Moore, you don't, we, they don't have to take that stuff. God's building him a sanctuary. He's building him a house to dwell in. I'm not going to dwell in the temple of skins and a stone and a brick. That's why he said unto them, tear this temple down. Three days, I'll raise it up. He's given you the authority by the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. He says, I go away, 
that I might send the comforter. In other words, and then he said, it is expedient. It is necessary. It is imperative. I have to go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. Because I am it. I am with you, but I shall be in you. I need a place to dwell. I need a place to show my glory. I need a place that I can work out of and work through. A temple that is meet for me, that is holy. Boy, it's quite at the mouth. You can hear a rat licking ice in this place right now. Hallelujah. I don't know if that's good or bad, Brother Moore. Hallelujah. Listen to me, little darling saints of God. Let me read, let me read right here. But let me finish this little thought right here. Hallelujah. He came and bled and died on that cross. To make a way when there was no way for the Gentiles. And when there really was no way for Abraham and his seed except through faith. That's the only way to get to God is by faith. It's, oh, hear me now. Hey, there, there's a certain, there's a some, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a thing called faith that was once delivered to the saints. And I think the writer says, let us contend. I believe it was James says, let us contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I'm telling you, you got to get it in your crawl today that I'm a child of God. If he baptized you with the Holy Ghost, if he was, if you've been washed in his blood and you buried with him in baptism and come up and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you repented of your sin, you are a child of God but more than that you are a temple of God you are the habitation of God you are his dwelling place now and the angels of the Lord they're all ministering spirits sent to them who are sent to them who are to be the heirs of salvation. Then the Bible says, What did Jacob see on the ladder? Between heaven and earth that touched earth, touched heaven, there was something going up and down that ladder. What was it? What was it that day? You know, the angels. They live in a world that is not our world. They live in the spirit world, Brother Moore. They, lived out, they live outside of where we live. And, uh, and so they're privy to things that we're not privy to. And they, they know things that we don't know. And so the angels of the Lord, the one that went before Moses and him, he said, you be careful how you talk to him. And you be careful how you act in his presence. He said, because he don't bear my name in vain. That dude is mighty and he's powerful. And he's got authority to do terrible things. 
you be careful of that angel that I sent before you into the land. And so the angel of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him, that love him. And that's why Elisha could say, Lord, open the eyes. He was not afraid on the mount that day, Brother Moore, when the army was, had surrounded the whole city. He said, open the eyes of my servant that he may see that they that are for us are more than they that be against us. I'm telling you, the angel of the Lord, they're ascending and descending on the ladder. They're coming up and down, and they're moving for your sake. And their ministry spirit sent to you just to help you in your time of trouble. You may not see it, and you may not know it, but I'm not looking for any devils. I'm only looking for the power and the glory of God. I'm looking for the things that are eternal in the heavens. I'm looking for holy things. I'm looking for glorious, righteous things. I'm not looking for the bad things of this world. I remember one night my wife woke, us, woke me up, and she said, Troy, Troy, Troy. There's a man standing at the foot of our bed. What did it look like? He was dark, black, spirit. I can't remember what time of our lives this was. I rolled over and I looked. I said, I ain't seen nothing. I don't know why she's seen it and I did, but I've never got to see none of that mess. Matter of fact, I don't care if I ever do. But if it'll help somebody and I can say something because of it and help pull them out of the pit of hell, God, you let me see it if I need to see it. But I ain't looking for no devils. I'm looking for angels, son. I'm telling you, the angel of the Lord and kept. He said, they that are for us are more than they that are against us. And the whole mountain and the army was surrounded by the angels of the Lord. And they couldn't do a thing but what God said they could do. I'm telling you, the enemy is bound by the word of God just like everybody and everything else is. He can't step outside the word of God. And you have the word of God living in you. So be strong. Be mighty. Be violent and fight and be not afraid. Sometimes you got to speak to your enemy. You got to speak to your enemy because you are the house of God. He's building. Becoming. Become in the house of God and be in the house of God. And so, the enemy has, uh, well, the boy, he's got all kind of tricks and he's a sly whole thing and uh, he'll, he'll, do, he'll, he'll do all kind of stuff. Try to, you know, he try to trip you up, and, and but you got to be like Job, and, and you got to, and you got to remember the words of the Lord always. <laughs> greater is He that is in you. One of the writers that the, uh, says, "Greater is He." Uh, is it James or Peter? Greater is He, Peter. I think greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Or, and I look at it like this a lot of times: Greater is He that is in me than He, this, this right here. 
this, this old flesh, this right here that we feel. Greater is he that's in me than my flesh that lives in the world. Because your carnal mind is enmity with God. That's why I said we need to repent because at your best, at your most holy state in the natural, your holiness is filthy rags. That's why you got to lay yours down. And Abram took off his coat and God said, build an altar. Abram said, okay. He said, take turtle doves and doves and, and a bullock. Divide them in pieces. And the birds he didn't divide. And he said, Lay up a, and a burning lamp and a smoking furnace passed between those pieces. But he had to fight the fowls off of the sacrifice until God showed up. Sometimes your sacrifice, you got to stay with it, Brother Moore. Because the fowls of the air and the enemy try to come and steal your sacrifice. He said, but present your body, present your body, a living sacrifice, holy, there it is again, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's something about this Holy Ghost. There's something about this Word of God. If you'll just live in it, because the Word of God was always to be available. The, the bread of God. Always on the table in the tabernacle. And the light is to always burn in the tabernacle. And there's always praise going and prayer before the holiest of all. And it's always in the tabernacle of praise. It's always in the house of God. It can't go out. It can't be, it can be decimated and dwindled down to nothing and I have no bread but it's got to be burning on the altar of incense praise and worship I love you Lord Jesus I don't know how I'm going to get out of this dilemma I don't have any money I got a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of things every dime I had has been stripped from me but I tell you what God I'm going to get up from here and I'm going to praise you I don't know where it's going and I don't know where the end might be but I know that you said you'll never leave me you'll never forsake me but you'll be with me always even to the end of the world. And I'm going to trust you though you slay me. Only God can see the end from the beginning. Only he can do that, Brother Moore. I told you I had a lot of stuff on my mind. Hey, help me, Holy Ghost, to finish it up. Brother Brendan, I don't care whether you're in Africa or in Bendale, Mississippi. Because of the Holy Ghost, you've got authority and power and dominion over the power of the spirits that are here in Bendale that you come in contact with nearly every day of your life. Pastor Moore, you know what? God has put you as an angel over the church in Bendel, Mississippi. And you know what He's given you? He's given you dominion and authority. He's given you dominion and authority over the church of God 
the minister of God to speak thus saith the Lord and not to worry about what anybody says because he said I'm going to hold your hand and whether thou goest I'll go and whether you, where you lay I'm going to lay because I give you power I give you authority and I give the angels charge over thee to keep thee in the land wherever you go and so you be seated. Sit down just a minute. You're getting me nervous standing up. Hallelujah. I don't know how to act when you stand up. Praise God. Makes me think you're listening. Hell. Help them, Lord. I told Sunday school class this the other day. I can't wait. Couldn't wait to tell y'all. I told them they'd probably hear it again. What? 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 what Watch this though. Before that, before that, let me let me just do something else, brother Morris. That's all right. Help me, Lord. It's eight twenty-three. It's just been an hour and ten minutes or so preaching. I've done some talking. Don't count. Hallelujah. And uh, hallelujah. And so and so. Uh, thy testimonies are. 93 and 5. Thy testimonies are very sure. David said, Lord, your testimonies are very sure. The angel's sure. Ain't Diane? The angel's sure. His promises are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Holiness becometh thine house. Present your body a living sacrifice. Holy. You know, it's all right. You can't blab and grab and claim it and uh, uh, name it and claim it and all that. You know, stuff and brother, brother, brother Thang, I want to say it like brother Thang says, brother Arnold, and all that jazz. <laughs> Hallelujah. It ain't name and claim it and blab it and grab it and all that stuff. I want you to name it and I want you to claim it. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord. They buried their gods when God said, Go back to the house of God. Before you get there, though, you get rid of your trinkets and your earrings and your bracelets. And hey, you're not going to present yourself. God will give some people's things on credit because He's trying to get them to come to Him. That doesn't mean that you're going to be saved in the end. And that doesn't validate your salvation. What validates your salvation is obedience to God's word and that alone. For obedience is better than sacrifice and the hearken is better than the fat of rams. God don't care about your stuff. He don't need your dollars. Let me say that again. He don't need your money. He don't need you. But he wants you. Cal 
Calvary says, I want you because I love you because you're made like me. You're a part of me. Eve could have let you be destroyed. Headship. Order. God has it all. Let me get off of that. I, I, got, I got to quit. Y'all going to be mad at me and you ain't going to come back next time. Hallelujah. And so that testimony is a very sure holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Everybody say forever. Now, I don't know what that means to you, but I know what it means to me. Kind of like all. All is two of three. In today's world, what is a woman? I don't know. I'm 50-something years old, and I'm not a biologist. I are one, but I don't know what it is. That's the world you live in. That's the world I live in. God's done for you. He said, that old man that's coming and maybe now in the world and working already, the Antichrist spirit has always been at work. And they're already calling evil good and good evil. You're a scourge because your mind is right. Let me quit jumping rabbits. And so, Hebrews 3, 1 through 6. Let me read that for you. Come on. Is that all right? Can I read Hebrews? Anybody want to hear something out of Hebrews? Everybody say, yes. Amen, 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 amen. I'm glad you were coerced to do it. And so, uh, but anyway, hallelujah, you did it. Praise God. Let's read it like this. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had builded the house has more honor than the house. And I'm just going to do the rest of this by fly. Corinthians says, know you not that ye are the temple of God? Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and God dwells in you? And that you are the house of God? For this man was counted of more glory because he that built the house is more glory than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Uh, oh, Lord, help me. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of the things which were to be spoken after. 
but Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence, the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. You are the house of God. Would you stand? Almost feel like y'all think I'm preaching false doctrine or something. No, you did stand up while ago a little bit. Hallelujah. But may, maybe I did. But here, here I want to tell you. I want to tell you this. I got to tell you this. This is what I want to tell you. Uh, here's what I've been waiting all this night to say right here. Hallelujah. Jesus said his glory he wouldn't give to another, right? To them that believeth and is baptized in my name. Everybody say in my name. What did he say you could do? Cast out devils, heal the sick, lay hands on the sick, they shall, you know, and uh, raise the dead. Uh, take up the serpent, it won't hurt you. Drink anything deadly, it won't hurt you. They, you're going to do, you're going to do all of that stuff. Them that believe. In my name. Because these are the things that you're going to do because I go to my Father and greater things than what I've done, you're going to do. And so because you've got the Holy Ghost and because you become the house of God and because you submit yourself to God and because you know that you've got to be holy to be pleasing to God and for God to hear your voice so you can cast out devils. Did you know it's God's will for us to take dominion over the drugs, scourge, and all of the wicked things and the sorcery scourge, which is drugs of all manner, whatever it may be. I don't care what kind it is. You know, it's the will of God for us to take dominion and authority over that and speak it out of our lives and out of our loved ones' lives. That's why you got to be kingdom-minded. And to be kingdom-minded, you got to be dominion-minded. you got to be dominionly aware that I've got authority with Christ Jesus because He dwells in me. Not that I have the power on my own, but because he dwells in me, I've got the authority to do it. And here it is in Psalms. It says it like this. He says, and the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. John 2 and 17. And in John 2, he goes into the house of the Lord before the Passover. And he sees them there and they're selling doves and pigeons and they're selling all manner of, of things for sacrifice in the house of God and do you know what God does do you know what Jesus done anybody got a clue He sees what's going on and he looks at them jokers 
And he knows that they're not right. And he knows that they're really not about the things of God. But they're making merchandise. They're profiting off of the house of God. And God says, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get me a whip. I'm going to get me a scourge of cords. And he bound them up. He got them in his hand. And he began to kick over their table and their money tables. And he took that whip and he began to hit. And he began to slash. And he began to run them out. And he began to chase them out of the house of God. If you'll submit yourself to God, resist the devil, he won't just flee from you. But there's a God in you that's got a whip in his hand. He's got a cord in his hand. He's going to drive them dudes out. You can't make his house a den of thieves and a place of merchandise. He said it shall be called a house of prayer. But if you'll pray and you'll seek God, he will do the impossible for you. And he will drive the demon out of your life. Legion. Always get back to Legion somehow. Didn't matter how many demons he had. When the man stepped on shore, he drug them all to the feet of Jesus. I said all of that stuff so I could tell you that because God dwells in you, you have ultimate authority over all the power of hell. And it's time for you to take your place in the kingdom of God and begin to work the works of God in the kingdom of God. Don't you dare take the tuck head to any enemy or to anything out there that's false doctrine. You hold your head high. You may not know how to explain everything, but you say, I know in whom I have believed. And he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hey, there's always going to be gainsayers. There's always going to be those with all their wives' fables. He said, Timothy, I'm going to tell you how you ought to act in the house of God. Refuse all wives' fables and all of that stuff and all of that controversy and all that. He, he said, but without controversy, great is a mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, seen of angels, preached among men, received up in glory, believed in the earth. I'm telling you, there's nobody like Jesus and there is no name like his name. You are the apple of his eye. He dwells in you. You are his house. And there's angels ascending and descending in your life to keep your way. And he is standing at the top, overlooking it all. In control of it all. Ministry spirits. I might have forgot something. But Moore's word's been on me like a fire. Like he was telling me, you tell my babies, you tell my babies, in me they're strong and they're mighty, in me they're powerful, and they've got authority in the Holy Ghost, but they gotta take authority. They gotta take authority. 
they got to purify themselves before they come to the house of God. You can't come just haphazardly bringing that junk with you. And when you come to God, you got to get yourself clean. Uh, hey, you got to you gotta praise him. You got to love him. You got to come before his presence with thanksgiving. And know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made you and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are his offspring. We are the called of God. We are the chosen. We're the royal priesthood. We are the voice of God in the present world in the Holy Ghost. See, I wish all of you would run to the altar and cry out and pray to God. But I don't know how to make it end like that. I ain't yeah. Oh, that's singing one. I, 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 I wasn't trained in, in, in preaching etiquette and all that stuff. I, I just was, uh, I was just trained by coming to church and praying and, and reading the Bible. That's the way I was trained, Brother Moore. I mean, you're kind of trained the same way, I guess. We, we got a little bit of yeah, just, you know, and we've listened to the Word of God, and we had men of God, t you know, just tell us some things and all that stuff and all that. Hey, don't, don't get me wrong. Look, I listen to all the men of God. I listen to all of them, and I glean. I glean from all. I've gleaned from even J. Vernon McGee. I, I glean what not to. And I've also gleaned some things that are right. Because there is a wisdom and a knowledge in them. But if you listen to those scallywags, you better be rooted and grounded. Pastor Moore, I'm sorry. I'll just keep on going. You get them to pray. If you can get them to pray or something, it'll be all right with me. If y'all want to come and play something. Uh, can we play? Can we sing something? Can you sing something, Sister Moore? Help me out, please. I feel like I feel like I drug them. I feel like I drug them by the heels, and their head was bouncing on rocks all the way. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Hallelujah. I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read your poker faces. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. God help me not to be. Hey, Lord. I don't want to. I ain't, well, hallelujah. I, I didn't. I didn't start out to try to be funny. I mean, I just was, I'm just letting you know that I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am what I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And uh, I just want us to be saved. But here's what I do know. Brother Moore, I've been feeding it into my bones. It's not enough to talk about it. This kind goeth but by prayer and fasting. We've got powers of hell that's dug their claws into Bendale and our surrounding community and in our families that's been there for generations sometimes. It's time to destroy the yoke. And you destroy the yoke with the anointing. And the anointing comes by the Holy Ghost. And it comes through faith and obedience to the Word of God. There is no other way. This kind goeth out but by prayer and fasting. Fasting is not holding a gun to God's head and saying, I'm going to fast so you're going to do this. No, 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 no. You're going to fast so it can break your dirty will. And your know-it-all thoughts. I did go there, didn't I? Well, I, I happen to know. Well, here's what I happen to know. I happen to know that I'm going to trust God and believe God. I don't care if it hair lifts everybody that comes in my path. 
or every dog that runs across my path and every cat and chicken too. Sirs, I believe God. The storm is still raging. And what I'm going to say ain't going to make any sense. But get happy. Be of good cheer. Everything's all right. And nobody's going to die in this storm if we'll just stay on board. If you'll hold fast your faith unto the end without wavering. And if you'll contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That faith that moves mountains, Brother Moore. And if it don't move them, it amounts you on eagles' wings to go over. And he'll create a path through the midst of it. That's my God. I won't limit him. I won't try to force him into my narrative, into my way of thinking, and what I think may be best. I just say, God, this is what I got. This is what I got. This is what I've been dealt. Lord, what do you make of this? And help me help myself so that you can do what you want to do. Because, like I keep saying, I just have to go back to Calvary because Calvary says I care. Calvary says I love where you can't. Forgive them, Lord, Father. They know not what they do. Had they have known, they would not have crucified if they'd have known who he was. That's why it's not enough, Brother Moore, to read and to study, just to keep on reading and study. Because there's awareness of mind with that. But when you talk to God, and when you pray and seek God, then God can give you the revelation and the understanding and the interpretation thereof. I mean, study and much learning will dig you and bog you down without prayer and supplication to God to go with it. And it will lead you astray. That's why he said, much learning hath made thee mad. I'm glad to be that I'm a part of a church that's powerful, that's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How many of you feel like you're a giant slayer tonight? Well, not really, Brother Ford. I really well, it's time for you to get a new perspective of who you are. Because if Christ is in you, you've got the power that created all things that are seen. Because the things that are seen were not made by the things that do appear. But there's a voice that's speaking out in the stillness and in the darkness. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. And I will give you rest.
Give that unto the Lord tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Becoming a temple of the Lord. Becoming a vessel. Scripture's taught us it's earthen vessels now. But yet, it's something about the beauty of the Holy Ghost. God gives us a little glimpse of it with Moses when he comes down off the side of that mountain, illuminating that the people can't even look upon him. You and I know that it's just something about 
having these encounters with God and visitations with the Lord. And we want to have them on a daily basis because we know that's, that's the illuminating that we desire. And that's what helps us with our countenance and what flows out of us. It's His Word and His presence. Acts 1 and 8, that's the Holy Ghost. It's the witnessing power. It's the source of that witnessing power. Becoming that earthen vessel that's full of the Holy Ghost. Full of faith and full of love. And bearing these nine fruits of temperance and kindness and gentleness and long-suffering. These are things that doesn't come natural to us. They come because of who's aboding and dwelling and who is the Lord of our lives and the reason why we're living. To be in His presence. Thank God for church and church services. But if this is, if, if we just depend on a Sunday morning and a Sunday night, and a Wednesday night to even practice what we just sung to say we want more of it the answer to that question is where do I spend my time what do I do on a Monday and a Tuesday what am I doing on a Thursday and a Friday Saturday How many times do I just drive by the house of God and don't never think about? You know what? I think I'm just going to go by the house of God and spend some time with Jesus. I want to be the vessel that God wants us to be. Because we got a world that's going to hell in a handbasket. And they're deceived. And you know what? You and I can help them. We let the Holy Ghost flow through us. This thing's powerful and it's beautiful. There's nothing like it. I thank God for it. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Brother Ford, thank you for the word tonight. Praise God. We want to be that place of habitation. One writer considered a vineyard. Another writer called it the house. We understand what it is to be the temple of the Holy Ghost and used of God in this time that we're living. It's anchored and settled in the doctrines of our Lord Jesus Christ. My, God's been good to us. Just don't forget, Brother Phillips, Brother Keith Phillips will be with us Wednesday night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Let's pray about it. Let's talk to God about it. Who knows what could unfold Amen. We want the will of God and the power of the Holy Ghost to have its way among us, and have its power to get a hold of us. I, I watched, you, you've heard enough preaching now, but anyway, just pray and get ready for it. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Birthdays. Let you get out of here. Okay, Marshall. Brother Brad, Marshall, who else? Anyone else? Sister Buford, okay. Let's. Hmm. Oh, 
sorry. Marshall, okay. Well, y'all could have told me why y'all sitting there looking at me. Hey, Marsha Ferguson, Bobby's, well, she's gone. Bradford Ford, Libby Buford, happy birthday. So we ain't going to sing to them no more? I mean, we're just going to let that. <laughs> now, let's sing. Let's give them all a good hand tonight. Praise God. Anniversaries. We wait on the screen. <laughs> oh, I guess we're. <laughs> Praise God. God's good to us, isn't he? Amen. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, take to heart what's been preached to us tonight. Let's purpose in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. We want to be a vessel of God. You're either going to be a vessel of God or a vessel of the world or the devil. You make up your mind what you want to be because it's up to you. That's a free choice. That's a free will. And it's up to us as individuals. If we make up our minds. I want to be a child of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Okay? God bless you tonight. Appreciate you.